Hello and welcome to the Moncast. As always, I'm Stevie, and this episode I'm joined by two lovely co-hosts. Introduce yourselves. I'm Mac, the Thunder from Down Under. Okay. And I'm Chisa. Hi. <laughs> I, I have nothing interesting to say. Just hi. <laughs> this is so promising. The Thunder from Down Under and someone with nothing interesting to say. Balances out. The perfect team. The dynamic trio. <laughs> I guess I should say I'm just half asleep, because it's 6am again. And the current score is 11-6 to Pokemon. And I want to say that Pokemon's had literally the longest streak of winning episodes in the Moncast ever. It's up to five in a row, which has not happened before. To be fair, it is 0-2, so... No, it's 11-6. Oh boy, you are tired. (laughs) This time we'll be discussing the 18th episodes, Run, Yoli, Run, and... Charizard's burning ambitions. So let's start with Run Yoli Run. So, there's a recap. The last episode was basically just a prophecy. Wizardmon came back, aka the red flag of death as to what's going to happen later on. Yeah, something something golden radiance. Something something. Yeah, something something nothing really happened. Something something prophecy and Something something another Digimon died like Wizardmon, hint hint. I don't remember who that was, so do not re-spoil things. <laughs> I've seen it before, but I can't remember who you're talking about. Oh, okay. I just cannot remember who else dies. Probably a Leomon. Maybe a Leomon. I didn't mean I know of a death that was going to happen. I mean, Wizardmon being seen as a ghost. Someone else is going to be seen as a ghost. No, someone else is a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, I know what she's talking about. I don't know. Nah, don't worry about it. It's better if you don't remember. (laughs) She can't explain without ruining it for me because my brain's just not working at the moment. <laughs> I don't want to say anything in case you're just, yeah. Okay, moving on. Moving on. So it starts off with Izzy and Cody in the digital world and they're uh, exploring, just looking for control spires to destroy. And they stumble across the Digimon Spire gold mine. Yep. Because there's just loads of them absolutely everywhere as far as I can see all surrounding this large metal dome, just embedded in this desert. I spire with my little eye something that looks suspicious. Yep. So, um, Tentamon tries to evolve, uh, even though they know it won't work. This is after the Digimon Emperor shows up while they're skidding down the side of a mountain, which is pretty cool. And then Digimon just drills a hole through the side of the mountain somehow, and they end up in a different part of the digital world, where Tentamon's able to digivolve and they can fly away on Carbuterimon. Wait, were you confused by Digimon's ability to dig? No, just the fact that they are, like, digging on the side of a mountain. And then they pop up, like, randomly in the forest. They just dig out of the mountain, into the forest. So I thought they went sideways into the mountain, then they came upwards. into the Anyway. I think Digimon, like, came up from underneath them to, like, dig a hole under them and catch them. Okay, fair enough then. It was, like, Team Rocket levels of digging. You dig it? Okay, um, moving on. Uh, but seriously, the the Digimon Emperor's HQ is pretty cool. Yeah. Massive Metal Dome, just in plain sight as well, just like, I don't care if you can find me. It's confidence. Just put a neon sign on there that says, Emperor lives here. Cody and Izzy report back in, I think it's Izzy's bedroom, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 
all the kids are in Izzy's bedroom, and it's just basically trying to formulate a plan to, I guess, destroy the base. Some weird Star Wars vibes, <laughs> but whatever. Izzy's mum comes in as well at one point, and it's just like, oh, okay, what are you doing? Uh, okay, can we stop to talk about this scene for a second? So they're all sitting on the on the bed and like talking like teenagers and kids do, and then they hear the knock at the door, and they all stand up and pose in the weirdest way possible. When it would have made more sense to just stay where they were. We look so natural right now. Also, the Digimon look like they're dead. They do. I actually wrote down what each of the different pairs were doing. So Ty and Matt are putting a globe on the shelf. Yole and TK are arm wrestling while Cody referees. <laughs> Izzy is just holding a whole bunch of stuffed animals. And Davis and Kari are dancing. And they've all got like the deadest looks in their eyes. And they've all got their mouths open like the emoji. And it's just... He's Digimon, I guess. Completely natural. So natural. So the plan they come up with is to basically just move into the digital world and stay there until they can destroy the base. Which is a solid plan, except for the fact that the parents will know that they're missing. So all the older Digidestined just decide, well, we'll go on a camping trip and pretend that you're with us. And that's the cover story. So they're just going to be camping like for an indefinite amount of time. That's a solid plan. Uh, but they do need one adult to go with them, so they sort of railroad Matt's dad into going. And Matt's dad's pretty awesome. Yep, they're like, eeny, meeny, miny, you're going. I don't think either of you two watched the last episode, but Matt's dad was basically just going insane because of the stress at the TV station with the ghost. <laughs> he was a happy little buffalo. Oh yeah, that episode, yeah. So now he can be a naturally wild, happy little buffalo. And so yeah, they've formulated the plan, start going to bed to prepare, and then they'll head out tomorrow. And Yoli's like giving herself a pep talk till the, the early hours of the morning because of reasons that we don't really know. She's kind of just like weird. Generally like psyching herself up like really, really, really hard. Yeah, she does like, oh, go Yoli, go Yoli, go. Oh, I loved that. That was hilarious. Go Yoli, go Yoli, go. Uh, I think my uh, favorite moment is when the Digimon wakes up and tells her off. <laughs> and mamas are trying to sleep. Yeah, like, Paramon rolls over once and they just cram like five sentences into it. Just because you can't see the mouth, so they can say literally anything with that. And I'm still undecided if this is a Yoli episode or not at this point. I think it has to be. She's in the title. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Aside from that, though, I mean, Yoli's the one that's kind of like having a problem here, I guess. I say I guess because it's not really explained that well. Yeah, they just kind of showcase that she's having a, a bit of a freak out about it and not really behaving normally for, for Yoli. Yeah. Normally being not doing much. So I uh, cut to the following day and Matt, Matt's dad and Ty and Izzy are all preparing for the camping trip in the car when Davis's sister June turns up. June was like in an earlier scene as well, just nagging Davis, trying to find out about the camping trip. There's a really bad joke in there. She asks if she can go, and Davis turns around and says, yeah, you can go. Go away. Burned. Just totally owned her. Her voice also sounds really odd, like too childish almost. She's supposed to be the older sister, I think. Yeah, and she sounds younger. She sounds like a kid Cody's age. Yeah, it's very high-pitched. So high-pitched that Matt just ditches her. It's a really good scene. <laughs> Matt's just like, yeah, I have a present for you. Just let me get it out of the car, Dad. Drive, drive, drive. <laughs> And they all just leave the woman behind, because we all know women are the worst campers. Can't handle it with those rugged camping men, as Matt's dad called them. 
<laughs> oh no. I'm joking by the way. Women can be good campers. Just want to make that clear. I wonder why none of the girls went though. Was that explained in the last episode or are they just not around right now? I guess they just weren't in the room when the plan was made. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I guess so. Also, that'd be more people to animate. That's also very true. Although they don't actually, like, cut to where they're camping, though, which is kind of sad. Because they could probably get some really good comedy material to sell with a bunch of guys camping. Yeah, I was hoping that they would set up, like, a little station to keep in contact with them. Just, like, them sitting in a tent or something. But no, we don't see any of the camping after this. It instead, cuts back to the more interesting stuff, I suppose, which is in the digital world, where they're looking for the headquarters. And they just find a massive crater in the ground. That's all that's left. Yep. It exploded. It's gone. There's just a crater. They already won. Great job, everyone. Yoli thinks that it's uh, flown up into the sky and just floated away, but no one really believes her. And then she straight up climbs this... Um, control spire, which is like a vertical flat surface. <laughs> She's just sitting up there. That's some crazy upper body strength. I, I don't know, I just found it really impressive. <laughs> it's a completely smooth surface too, like how do you even do that? Through sheer willpower and being incredibly hyperactive. I guess so. <laughs> if you believe hard enough. She's having a bit of a bad trip, I reckon. Something. Yeah, like she's really, really over the top. And then she ends up like getting a rope well, she yells at Tentomon first. Oh, poor Tentomon. I was so sad about this. Tentomon was supposed to be watching the area and, and didn't notice that any of this had happened, which is kind of odd, but she starts yelling at Tentomon and then Hawkmon's like, stop yelling at Tentomon. And it's actually kind of cute because Hawkmon is just like very politely like bowing to Tentomon. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yoli's just stressed out right now really cute. But then Yoli literally takes a dive off the deep end and jumps off a cliff. With a rope. <laughs> With a rope, but still jumps into the crater. Yeah, there's this weird thing. She jumps into the crater and her and Hawkmon are arguing because Hawkmon's like, what are you doing? Gotta wait for the others and everything. And she says, I'm a highly motivated woman and I can achieve any goal I set my sights on. I was like, that's really nice, but this isn't really the time and place for that argument. <laughs> I was really hoping that she would say, I'm a strong, independent woman that don't need no mon. <laughs> oh, no. That would be so bad. good. Because she doesn't need Hawkmon's help. Get it? Yeah. I don't know what Hawkmon said in that bit, because they just talk over each other. More or less, you're just being stubborn. You know, stop this. You're being crazy. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something along those lines. Because you only is stubborn and crazy. Yep. But then at the bottom of the crater, a Dokugamon awakens. It had to be a Dokugamon. It just had to be Dokugamon. Of every possible Digimon, it had to be that one. What's so bad about Dokugamon? Yeah. It's a spider. Do you not like spiders? Nope. It could be worse, she said. It was also a very scary reminder because I had actually found a giant spider in my house the night before. It could be worse. It could have been Nanimon. But she also found a very short, round man in her house the night before, so... Oh, that's an interesting mental image. Anyway, this giant spider that's actually a Digimon uses poison thread, or whatever it's called, straight towards Yoli as she's climbing the rope. And at the last second, Hawkmon pushes her out of the way and is hit by the blast. Yoli immediately is just like, Oh no! I done messed up! And everyone else, well... Davis and Flamedramon come to fight the Dokugamon, and <laughs> Flamedramon just goes completely overkill and just does a fire rocket straight into the crater. Yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. It's really cool, but also the Dokugamon should be completely incinerated, not just the spiral. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just an entire column of fire just rises out of the crater, up to the skybox. Yeah, they should all be dead. <laughs> 
I also noticed that when he was shooting off his fireballs, it makes really cool, like, pew pew sounds, even though it shouldn't, because they're like fireballs. It should be like, whoosh, but it's like, pew pew pew. Did you want to know bad sound effects? Flame Dramon now has a fire laser. It's like Shurimon with his robot arms. It's the weirdest thing. The one thing I don't like about Flame Dramon is that no matter what attack he does, it's still fire rocket. Yeah, yeah that is weird. So they defeat the Kugaman, and it just scuttles back into the hole it came from. And Yoli is trying to tend to Hawkman because Hawkman was hurt quite badly, because it was a champion-level attack with a direct hit. So they apply bandages to the poison. I noticed that as well. We bandaged him up, it'll be fine. That's how you solve all injuries in anime, right? You just bandage it and hope for the best. Pretty much. And Yoli just starts crying a bit, because she's like, Oh, I done goofed. Yeah, who knew the reckless thing that I did would get somebody hurt? Yeah, I actually um, really like this scene because throughout this episode they keep saying stuff like, you've really got a lot to learn about women. And at this point in the episode, Yoli says, you guys go on without me, I'll look after Hawkon, and you guys go ahead. And all the boys are just like, yep, okay, bye. <laughs> and Kari's the only one who's like, okay, I'll stay here with you. And she's really happy about that. But all the boys just like, yeah, they don't get it at all. And then they just leave. I thought that moment was a little odd when she's like being heartfelt about like, I'm going to stay here and help Hawkmon. And they're just like, okay, bye. I think they thunk that that's what she wanted them to do. But they're boys. They don't think good. No. Oh, there's also another really funny line here. Kari says, goodbye, be safe. And Vimon turns around and he says, don't worry about us. We've got Davis. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Best joke of the episode. Does Vimon laugh at that too, or is it just Kari? I think Vimon was being semi serious. It's hard to tell. I love that it's Davis's own Digimon. Vimon's picked up on the natural flow of things. Pick on Davis all the time. That's how this works. Yeah. So Yoli and Kari stay behind to be girls. Meanwhile, we do get a shot of the Digimon Emperor picking digi parts for a digi thing. Yeah, it's actually um, Wormon finds uh, Grumon's legs. And he likes them legs, so. Those juicy wolf thighs. Woof, woof. Oh, God. <laughs> Gonna have to change the age rating on this one, I think. We're keeping that in? This is future Stevie editing, and yes, I'm keeping that bit in. Um, so, Gatamon basically goes searching for some herbs because she's a smart kitty and knows that bandages don't cure poison. And she eventually comes back with, I guess, catnip. That's what they decide it is. That's what the dub writers decided it was, because it's Gatomon, and Gatomon just makes terrible jokes now, because screw all the characters she had in the first season. Who needs character anyway? This show, very badly. Yeah. Who needs character, though, anyway? <laughs> so yeah, they give him the catnip, and he's feeling a lot better. He's doing, like, his little allosanic stretches and stuff, and he's, yeah, having a good time. And then they see the Digimon Emperor's floating base, and it turns out Yoli was right the whole time. Yay, it was a Death Star, all along. Pretty much. She's a bit more squashed. Yeah, it's, it's in a weird shape, but it's more or less just like a floating Death Star. And the Emperor's choosing his stuff, and then the episode ends. Just like that. Nothing happened. I was really confused, because I was convinced I was only ten minutes into the episode by that point. Yeah, it's like, they made it a Yoli episode, but had her have no character development whatsoever. Like, I thought the last Yoli episode we watched was bad, in terms of lack of character development. This was so much worse. <laughs> the other thing that's kind of funny is there's even a moment when Yoli and Hawkmon are kind of together, that Yoli is kind of, like, very forcefully saying all the problems she has, like, I need to fix these. And Hawkmon's just like, no, I like you just the way you are. Like, 
Let's just defeat the purpose of any possible development we could have had here and just have Aquan say, no, everything's fine. You're great. Don't worry about your flaws because I already like you despite them, which is nice. But also she should try and improve as a person, Hawkmon. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with personal growth, especially when you're a child. There's a lot of room for growth when you're a kid. <laughs> but no, she's fine the way she is, being hyperactive and overstressed about everything. Totally fine. A plus approach to life. So, is there anything else we want to mention before we go into the questions? I think I'm good. Chi? I'm good. So, who was our standout characters? Hawkman was pretty good. I like how he apologised to Tentamon. I think he deserves it just for putting up with Yoli <laughs> in general. I'll, I'll go ahead and just add a vote to that. Hawkman is the best character for just being there to kind of clean up after Yoli's weird mess. He's supporting her, even though she's going crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a high-stress situation, and he's keeping his cool. He's making sure nobody's mad at her. Yeah, and he does take a bullet for her, so that's pretty cool. But my standout character was Tentamon, because he made quite a few good jokes, and he just guarded the territory pretty well, except for the one key point of missing the HQ disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> just that little point, that little itty-bitty giant thing that had been sitting there. I mean, it was probably late at night, probably a very, very quiet giant headquarters. Tentamon got asleep sometime. Well, Tentamon was good. Also, they digivolved Kabuterimon. I like Kabuterimon. Yeah. Yeah, Kabuterimon's cool. And the Digimon Emperor's like, oh, I want some of that ass. I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you fly away. When did Ken turn into this, like, just sex offender? I don't think he did. He just saw a bug and thought, mm-hmm. I- Oh, no. It's a kid show, guys. Villains tend to provide a bit more adult-rated content. Uh, I'm not sure I like where this is going. I'm going to stop this train of thought in its tracks. So, what's our, our favourite things, then? Mine's short and simple. It's literally just that Vmon just calls out Davis for being incompetent. Welcome to the bandwagon, Vmon. Have fun. You'll have a much better time. And now it's your two goes. I'll say Wormon. I thought it was cute that Wormon was helping with the current project the Emperor is doing, and that was adorable. I also like the idea that based on what he said, of like, I, I told you to have this part done an hour ago, that Warbon was being very careful about it and trying to make it really perfect. And then, of course, he just gets torn into because poor Warbon. Warbon does have this interesting mind as well, where well, the Digimon Emperor's just like, I win. And then Warbon just says, we lose, which is interesting. Yeah, it's really sad, actually. Poor Wormon. Um, okay, so my favourite thing was the bits I thought were funniest. So, like, when Izzy's mum comes into the room <laughs> and they just all do the poses because I don't know why the animators or the episode writers chose to do that. And also when they leave uh, June behind and they just drive off without her. I thought that was pretty funny as well. That was so mean. It was pretty mean, but she'll get over it. Yeah, she'll be fine. She did kind of just invite herself, but there are better ways to uninvite her. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, if she hadn't been there, it wouldn't have happened. But, I mean, eh, Matt's kind of a jerk. Yeah, a little bit. But he is, like, a, a few years older than her, I think. I don't know June or Matt's age. <laughs> I'm literally just guessing. But anyway, so our favorite things are what just... It had some funny bits. Wormon was cute. Also, Davis was insulted. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wow, this really was a nothing episode. Yep. <laughs> but was this episode filler or not filler then? 
It has to be filler. I had some teasers for the next episode, which is important, but the whole episode could have been skipped and they could have just found the base next episode. Nothing would have been lost in this. I thought that it was not filler because I feel like it is set up maybe a few episodes in a row. Yeah, I think they do stay camping for a little while. And- it's hard because this episode was like, we came here for a reason to do a plot thing, but then the thing we focused on had nothing to do with the plot thing. So... It was a weird mesh of both, of like a not filler and a no filler. Yeah, they did discover the base and formulate the plan to attack the Emperor's base and destroy it. Yeah. Vandalism, because they're the good guys. But I'd just unlike the technicality, put it in the not filler pile because of the progress with the Emperor and also lots of foreshadowing of what he's doing. Yeah, that's true. It's just about not filler. So what's our overall thoughts then? It was very rushed and not good even though there was some plot it was just rushed and all over the place yeah there's just like so many better ways they could have done this especially if they wanted it to be the start of a couple episode series they could have started infiltrating the base or something and had yoli run ahead and then get trapped or i don't know there's just so many better ways to do this they didn't have to make it a character episode either because i feel like yoli gets so little episodes and the one she does get nothing changes in her character whatsoever Yeah, she's had like three episodes now, and they're all pretty bad. And I don't know what she's actually learnt, if anything. Yeah, this episode was just kind of a a non-event. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad, and I feel bad for Yoli. She's very quickly catching up to Davis in my books. Yeah, she just rushes. She was a very Davis-type character in this episode, rushing in by herself. I don't even think she runs twice, though, so the the episode title doesn't fit. Let's move on to whatever it's called. Charizard's Burning Ambitions! (laughs) Charizard episode of Burning Stuff! Yeah, Charizard's Burning. Burning. Why is he burning? Stop burning, Charizard. Oh no, Charizard! The episode starts with kids walking in a forest into mountains. Yep. Doing just the usual walking. They walk a lot. And they're all moaning because they're tired because they walk a lot. Meanwhile, Team Rocket are just there, following along behind and kind of moping around because they're like kind of a bit sad because they don't have as many Pokemon as Ash and Co. And they they don't have a Charizard. Yeah, it's probably important to note that you know it's going to be a Charizard episode even without the title. So they spend the first couple minutes just saying, oh man, we couldn't beat all these trainers and Team Rocket at the time without Charizard. Oh, I've always got Charizard. Oh, Ash only beats us because he's got Charizard. So it's very on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Going on about how Charizard is overpowered, which it's not. It's really not because Ash is still his trainer. Which, yeah, that gets kind of proved later on that that's very accurate. And they end up in the mountains where this filler character lady who has a Charizard. I forget what her name was. Did they say her name? I was waiting for it and I never heard it. They never say her name? I remember her Charizard's name. Her Charizard's called Charla. And she has a bow! Do you think it's a girl, maybe? What colour was the bow, though? Oh, it was pink! Oh, and, and, and the Charizard had eyelashes, so you know it must be a girl. Her roar was slightly high-pitched, I think, too. It's like, okay, we get it, it's a girl, we get it. They just need something to distinguish her from Ash's Charizard. And it also makes me sad that Ash never nicknames his Pokemon. I feel like that should be 
more of a normal thing in both Pokemon and Digimon. I think it's weird that they don't name their partners in Pokemon. It just feels odd to me. <laughs> like in Digimon, it's like it's a talking creature that like lives a life and it still doesn't have its own name. And then in Pokemon, it's like an animal that you love and take care of. But that would be like if you got a dog and just called it dog the whole time. Yeah, but how are the little kids supposed to remember the names they have to scream to their parents when they want the toys? How many characters are in Digimon? I mean, come on. You can't name the Digimon. You name every, like, 101 human characters, but you can't name any of the Digimon. Same with Pokemon. They need to know they want the Flamedramon toy and the Charizard toy. Then name drop the fact that they're a Flamedramon and a Charizard and a whatever every five seconds. I don't care. That's what Pokemon and Digimon think. They've got, like, the memory of a goldfish. Go, Flamedramon. Oh, I mean Boris. All right. I'm going to make a note of that. Flamedramon named Boris. <laughs> Boris is the best name for anyone ever. And yeah, it was right around this point in the episode where it's like, oh, there's a Charizard sanctuary where there's tons of Charizard, a really strong Charizard, that I've started piecing together. Maybe Ash is going to leave behind his Charizard. Yeah, it's almost like the last time it caused him to leave behind his Pokemon. It's almost like that happened twice or something, or three times. I mean, it's better than the alternative, which happens in later seasons where buy all of my Pokemon, have fun with Professor Oak forever, bye. You don't even get an emotional episode, you're just left. I think this is about the part where they start flying off. So Greenhead Lady jumps on Charla and they start flying. She's like, wait a minute, you're a Charizard trainer and you've never flown on your Charizard? And they try it and they're very bad at it. It's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Reminds me a lot of um, How to Train Your Dragon and that sort of thing. I love the facial expressions of Charizard in this episode, of just all of the, like, goofy... They were really good on the facial expressions in this episode. It's amazing. So they fly a little bit, and then I think by the end they're all waiting for them, and it turns out Charizard just ran the rest of the way with Ash on his back. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, it's not a Pokemon that should be running. Definitely not. This episode kept giving me bye-bye Butterfree flashbacks. It was wasn't a fun time. No, it was a sad episode. So they get to the mountain place where it has a, a big Charizard encrusted door, if that makes any sense. Yeah, a Charizard encrusted door on a Charizard encrusted mountain with Charizard encrusted statues all over the valley. Yeah, Charizard rock formations. Guess what Pokemon live here? You get one try. <laughs> Charmander. Yeah, that's one thing I do think is kind of weird. There's only Charizard here. Like, there's no Charmanders or Charmeleons anywhere. Charizard Valley, I get it, but, you know, they have to evolve from something. I don't think that Charizard are actually, like, indigenous to Johto or something. So they've probably all migrated there. Unless they are indigenous, in which case, just like, what's the point of them being separate regions if they have the same Pokemon? I guess they could just move there to train, but she kind of made it sound like they lived there. They probably do, just like, emigrate into that place and just live there to train against each other. Also, since none of them have pink bows or eyelashes, all of those Charizards are male and there's apparently only one girl, which is like, come on, how come there's only one girl? What's up with that? One of them did have a scar, which means he's a badass. He's the leader, Charizard. Because he must have had lots of battles to get that one scar. It's a kid's show, but I think we can move on. Also, it does cut back to Team Rocket, who are just surfing down a mountain on some planks of wood or something. Yeah, it's so dangerous. It's very dangerous, but very cool. Very cool. Pretty much indisputable. And they're just like, well, if these Charizard are better than Ash's Charizard, we should get those Charizard. Yeah, I love the logic loops they went through on that one. Let's get some Charizard. And then we can beat Ash's Charizard. Yeah, they're standing outside the gate and they open it up and Ash is like, my Charizard's the best Charizard, so what if he didn't train here? He can beat any Charizard you've got. 
and then he attempts to beat the smallest Charizard there, and it straight up eats Ash's Charizard's flamethrower. Yep. And then spits it back in his face. Yep. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. It's rough. I do want to point out that Charizard's, like, still really not grown out of his angsty teen face. No, it's still there. It's really, really good, though. <laughs> it's a really good episode to kind of summarise Charizard's personality, though. It does show it off a lot in this episode. I enjoyed it a lot. But I think Ash says something sad, like, I don't care, Charizard. You'll always be the perfect Charizard for me. Even if you're not the strongest, <laughs> that, like, triggers Charizard. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a whole, I guess, solid five minutes of Charizard just losing to multiple Charizard. Even the Charizard that's just trained by the Charizard lady, who doesn't train with all the stronger Charizard. Yeah, it just, like, flips him into a lake, which is pretty uh, harsh when you think about Charizard's whole line and how their tail flame goes out, that they're pretty much done. She doesn't pull punches. Charizard decides to just mope in the lake and just keep his tail out of the water and think about what he's done, which I guess is just be arrogant. And then Team Rocket has a really good moment where they start sympathising with Charizard because he got beaten by the other Charizards and he's a loser too, like them now. So they're, they're helping him out now and they're like throwing rocks at his head to help him stay awake and it's very nice actually. Team Rocket don't even have a, a proper plot in this episode. They're just watching. Yeah, they're just there supporting Ash and Co if anything. Mainly Charizard. Us losers gotta stick together. Is the general idea. Yeah, it's really good. Just gives it more time as well to show Charizard and Ash and what they're thinking. I'm really surprised we didn't get a uh, clip show in this one like we did with Butterfree and stuff. It's because mostly it would just be Charizard flamethrowing Ash in the face. <laughs> That's true. And I think they kind of covered that with that uh, Orange Islands episode where he learns to take instructions properly from Ash. Even now he hardly does that. I was expecting like a touching flashback though and it didn't happen. We're jumping ahead a bit, really. So basically, Charizard stays up all night just to show that he's like determined to not be humiliated by all of his peers. And Chala and Charizard lady open the gates and invite him to train with them because he's like determined or something. Oh, you missed a little bit there. I did miss a bit. It's a really good bit. Team Rocket, I've bought online a robotic version of basically the villager from Animal Crossing. That's a way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> a robo kid with a net. It's a bug catcher. Bug catcher. Which is a kid with a net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... It's a kid doing a very specific thing, but it's still just a kid with a net. <laughs> That's true. But giant robo mech version. Yes. Which they bought online. But yet they always complain about not having food. Yeah, and in order to help Charizard sort of gain the respect of all the other Charizard, they go and hammer on the door, try and break in so that Charizard can defeat them. Yeah, it's really cute. It's great how they're just like complimenting him right before they blast off. It's adorable. It's going to destroy us. Isn't that great? We're helping. And then my next note is just, if you do this, Ash, I'll hate you even more. So apparently I just cut to the bit where Ash is just like, Okay, Charizard, you want to get stronger. I don't want a weak Charizard anyway. Yeah, I thought this bit was really good because it's kind of like parallels when he actually got Charmander in season one because Charmander was abandoned because his trainer thought he was weak and left him behind. But it would be good if that was intentional. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a gut shot when you think about that. That's like really harsh thing to say to Charizard specifically. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about the initial meeting of the two. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. Sad. It's like, ouch, you lost two trainers because you were too weak. No, I think Ash is just, he's saying it to try and save face. No, no, I know, I know. It's good, because Charizard understands that as well. He's just like nodding. It's not like he's getting upset or anything. And gives Pikachu a thumbs up. 
He does. It's so weird. It was so cute. He's like, yeah, got this. I'm just going to stay here and get wrecked for several years before I maybe stand a chance of fighting anyone. Yeah, and it's very sad. And Ash runs off into the distance because he knows if he stays around too long, he'll change his mind. And it's all very emotional and upsetting. So sad. Does that for, like, every Pokemon he abandons? Unless he really just doesn't care, like with Butterfree and Primeape. I was going to say, yeah, with Butterfree, he's like, no, go start a family. Bye. Butterfree had a clip show, though. And then I don't know what happened with Pidgeot, but they got left behind. Yeah, what happened with that is they went back to Pallet Town, and there was, like, a Fero and Spiro beating up Pidgeys, and, you know, there's Pidgeot there to look after them. He said he would come back for it, but he never never did. He doesn't come back for anyone. It'd take too long. Wasn't it, like, right after he got Pidgeot, too? Yeah, I think it evolves in the episode where he leaves it behind. And it's like, yay, you finally got Pidgeot, and you're leaving it. All right, cool. I think it's, like, at the very end of the Orange Islands. Or something like that, or maybe before it, I can't remember. I think it's late in the Orange Islands, going off my vague memories of the, the fast-forward we did. But that's pretty much all the notes I have. So anything else people want to say? I did notice something kind of cool. So they say in this episode that Ash has never flown on Charizard before, and I know that the movies aren't canon, but in movie number three, Charizard shows up and he flies on him, and I like to think that it's kind of connected to this because he learned to fly properly. With someone on his back during his time at Charizific Valley, which is a really dumb name, by the way. It is. Charizific Valley. Charla. They're Charizards. We get it. The lady's probably called Charlotte. She has to have a name, right? I'm going to look it up. Max doing the Googling duties. Her name is Lisa, like Lizard. Oh, uh, but it's still a little on the nose. I'm actually really surprised. Um, but was that it, really? Just the lady's name? <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't mention, but Brock hits on it because he does. Oh, yeah, of course he does. I guess there's, like, one other funny quote where Brock's like, Charizard hates water. And I was like, of course he hates water. It kills him. You know what? I hate suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, who was our standout characters? Everyone say it. One, two, three. Charizard. Charizard. He just stood out. He was a really good focal point for the episode. He was. Like, it really did focus on him and not Ash, which I really like. It's more about Ash dealing with Charizard's decisions. So, yeah, Ash was kind of just along for the ride with this. Charizard drove the plot. There was a lot of character development. <laughs> I kind of wish it had explored their relationship a little bit more, like between Ash and Charizard, but at the same time, I do like that Charizard was the main focus of it. I like it when the Pokemon actually have personality and they can actually be characters, as opposed to just, like, they're there and they have a gimmick. It's better than Heracross, who's just eat things. I like Sap. Yeah, that's his character. Or, or Chikorita. I really, really like Ash. And that's it. I mean, that has more layers to it, because, like, she gets jealous of other Pokemon and stuff. Yeah, okay, I guess that's closer to a character trait. It's really funny, actually, because Pokemon are the monsters that don't talk, yet they have more personality than the ones that do. But that's just because Digimon's written badly. Yeah, you're probably right, honestly. Charizard had more personality. So, yeah, we all just sort of unanimously voted for Charizard on that. It was, like, the main character in this, so it makes sense. And it was a great episode, so... Even better. We'll see where I stand on that. So, what was our favourite things? I just like Team Rocket. Oh, yeah. Just simply Team Rocket getting sidetracked and just becoming cheer squad for Charizard. Yeah, it's it's funny how they kind of just slipped into the role of, like, we're helping. I like that a lot. They do that and it's fun. It's nice when they get good roles, as in, like, they're not one-note bad guys. They do team up with Ash and Co a few times, which is always fun. You two, pick your favourite things. 
You got that shape. Yeah, my favorite thing is just all the facial expressions. This episode was great for facial expressions, especially on Charizard, but even on Ash in some cases. Like, I loved the moment when Ash was, like, stomping back up the stairs. Just, like, like this big, angry pout on his face. And then uh, Charizard, when he comes up running to get to the valley initially, and Ash is just like, see, we made it! And Charizard's in the background, like... <sighs> I think the episode did a really good job of highlighting their similarities, because they're not the same, Ash and Charizard. But, like, the parts where they are the same, as in their competitiveness and stuff. Yeah. And their temper tantrums. I thought it was really good at highlighting that as well. My favorite part was also the scene where Ash flies on Charizard's back and that whole comedic thing. That was really good. I think I was just really surprised that he hadn't done it up until this point, like, at all. Because that's every kid's dream is to fly on a Charizard. <laughs> so it was probably my favorite scene, the whole flying to Charizard Valley thing. I'm trying to figure it out. Or failing to. He tried. To get a little bit of the way and then just fall. So now, was this episode filler or not filler? Filler? What? Not filler. Oh yeah, because you lost a Pokemon. So I... We count gaining a Pokemon as not filler, so losing one should count as well. Yeah, I think so. I think it's important to count those as not filler, because this is like the only season where the Pokemon actually get episodes where they're swapped out. Yeah, he loses another Pokemon from his Kanto team as he gradually swaps out to the latest and greatest. Yeah, I mean, it's just not filler, because like, his team changes, he loses Charizard. That makes sense. Well, I'll say loses. Leaves behind. We lost the firepower. What's he got now? He's got Pikachu, Chikorita, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Heracross. None of them are evolved. No. Nope. All basics. And four of you can't Pikachu or starters. And to be fair, one of them can't evolve. Heracross. Could Mega evolve, just not yet. Also, he decided not to evolve his Bulbasaur because Bulbasaur didn't want to, which still annoys me. The Bulba Garden episode, yeah. That was a weird episode. It was a weird episode. It was. Bulbasaur's just like, I don't want to get stronger because I'm already strong. I don't want a flower. I want to be a bud forever. <laughs> and now it'll probably never evolve. It'll just get switched out as a Bulbasaur, never reaching his full potential. Get switched with another grass type. Yeah, how long till Bulbasaur leaves and it's just Chikorita? It's got to happen eventually, right? He'll swap out the Kanto starters for the Johto starters. Over time. I I know Bulbasaur leaves, right? I think he does eventually. Probably does. I'm just guessing, honestly. I think that Ash gets a Cyndaquil. I remember Ash getting Cyndaquil because in a later season, Cyndaquil finally evolves into Quilava. And there was a big joke about that of like, oh, hey, congratulations, you finally got to level 14. I'm pretty sure he gets Toadstyle as well, so he does end up with all three. Yeah, he does. Woo! Gonna start that trend early. Yeah, just like, Ash gets the starters and they never evolve, ever. Except for maybe one gets two. I'm placing my bets that Chikorita will be the one to evolve in this season if we see any of them evolve. Yeah, that's a good bet. <laughs> so what's the last thing? Overall thoughts? It was great. Yeah, really good episode. It was emotional. I'm mildly upset that another Pokemon was left behind, but it was a good episode. I was really going into this expecting to be unimpressed with it. Because I've watched the episode before, but a long, long time ago. I was like, oh, it's just going to be a whole bunch of Charizards and then he just leaves in there. But I think it ended up being a lot better than I thought it was going to be, which surprised me. Yeah, it is a, a very good episode. I still just hate Ash. I think it was okay in this one. I'm still torn. I don't like they just leave Pokemon behind, because that's not something that you do in the games, really. Yeah. It makes more sense in the anime, because there's more stuff going on. But I don't like it. She's like, it's his most powerful Pokemon that he's just left behind to train to get stronger. I think Charizard's lucky in that it's one of those Pokemon that does get a lot of cameos in like, later seasons. 
because everybody loves Charizard, whereas some of his other Pokemon aren't as lucky. Like the rest. Pidgeot's come up in a flashback, that's about it. I don't even know if Ash even remembers having a Primeape. And then there's just Butterfree, who's probably just off somewhere, and will probably never be seen again, which is sad. <laughs> it is sad. Butterfree was good. It's sort of a, a bittersweet episode, because it's really good. But it's also just all build up to leave Charizard behind. And you know it's going to be that from the very start. Because, like, never before have they just been walking and talking about one Pokemon in particular. It just feels like they orchestrate the whole episode just so they can remove Charizard. Well, they did, right? Because they made that whole Charizardic Valley isn't something from the game. So they created a specific reason to get rid of him. The whole episode is just made entirely to get rid of Charizard, which always just peeves me off. <laughs> Where they're just like, okay, we need to get rid of this Pokemon now. Because he's too strong! That's true. No, <laughs> don't write episodes just to remove characters. But they did. It's too late now. Yeah, they did the same thing with Butterfree. Um, the one with Butterfree made me angry because I really like Butterfree. But this one just made me sad. I think the Butterfree episode could get me close to crying. I don't think this Charizard one could. Like, it was very sweet and heartfelt. It was sad, but it doesn't hit us hard. I can't cry at Bye Bye Butterfree because it just makes me angry. You're just upset. You're just too angry at what's happening. Yeah, I just, I can't forgive the writers for that. The whole thing's entirely made up just for that. That one bit of just getting rid of Butterfree. It's like, Ash's first Pokemon, the first one evolved. But yeah, this episode was very good, but also very much made just to go to Charizard, so I hate it. That's the downside. Is that, yeah, you're, you're upset that this happened. That's fair. So no matter how well they write it and execute it, it still just annoys me that the episode exists. <laughs> so yeah, shall we go on to Manoe Mano? Yes. To the next segment, go! Now it's time for Mano A Mano, where we attempt to compare these episodes. So, who was your monster of the week, and why was it Charizard? I think we've spoken so much about Charizard and why he's the best character in both of these episodes, that Charizard was my favourite character in the Digimon episode too, he just didn't appear in it. That's how different these two episodes were. Your favourite character in the Digimon episode is still Charizard. He was just packed with personality and very well animated. Agreed. So yeah, very good. Does anyone actually want to say a different one to Charizard? No, I think it's Charizard. I don't think you can pick anything else. Yeah, he just stood out as the best monster. But who was worse then? Ash or Davis? And this is really tough because Davis does nothing. Yeah. But Ash gets rid of a Pokemon. Yeah. This happened last time as well where Davis did nothing the whole episode except get ripped on. <laughs> I'm going to go with Davis being worse because I know Ash got rid of his Pokemon, but he knew that it was what Charizard wanted to do. And that's why he left him behind. So I think that's actually showing some growth for Ash in the fact that he didn't just decide, no, it's my Pokemon, I'm going to keep it. I don't care that he's stronger. He knew that Charizard wanted to get stronger and left him behind, so I think that was good. I literally couldn't make a decision. I couldn't decide what was worse, like doing nothing or doing something awful. Yeah. Which is something. So, uh, I literally cannot decide myself. So if you do want to go for Davis, I'll, I'll just agree with Davis. Yeah, I'll say Davis. Just because Davis did nothing. Funnily enough, that happened last Yoli episode as well. Well, I'm going to say that I want to put the Astros worse, because I just didn't like his whole tantrum that he did. He's, he was very childish. He is 10. Playing devil's advocate, I think he was trying to support Charizard in that way as well. We're saying, it doesn't matter. My Charizard's the best, because Charizard's very stuck up as well. He does think he's the best, and the other Pokemon aren't worth his time and stuff. I think he was just trying to be on Charizard's side there. I think he was just genuinely angry and arrogant. Could be that too. It is Ash. 
Ash is a little full of himself, but he is a kid. Yeah, but they're all kids. Except for the, the lady. They all look the same. Still, I want to overrule you both and put Ash's worst. Just because you're so upset about Charizard leaving? It, yeah, he's just like left behind the strongest member of his team. I'm not gonna lie, that is that is terrible, but again, yeah, it was for Charizard, and it was what Charizard wanted, so. He's doing what his Pokemon wants, not what he wants, which is, is selfless, and that's nice. It's a good thing as a character, it's a bad thing as a trainer. <laughs> like, he did the right thing for Charizard, it was just the wrong thing for his own Pokemon team. If he actually put some work into training his other Pokemon, it wouldn't be that bad that he let Charizard go, because he'd actually have some evolved Pokemon. It's not like he trained Charizard more or anything, though. Charizard just lucked out and evolved. <laughs> yeah, but if Ash put more effort into it, then they would eventually evolve. I don't think that's how the anime works. It should be. Evolutions of convenience. Really, I kind of just want to reward Davis for not being awful. Okay, you can do that. He was actually okay in this episode. Yeah, he told June off. And he danced with Kari. And made a few jokes. Called everyone a bunch of yahoos. Bunch of yahoos. He did call them yahoos. He sounded very Canadian at one point in the episode. When they are in the bedroom. And it was really weird. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, I'm going to put Ashes worse. Because I want to. Well, you have the power, so... I've got the power. Which storyline did you prefer? Hmm, I wonder. Was it maybe Pokemon's? I mean, Digimon was really good. I mean, I don't know if Pokemon measured up this time, you know? Ew, okay, yeah, I can't keep this joke going. Pokemon was definitely better. Not much happened in Digimon. Agreed. And Yoli's character was not really very well displayed, because I'm still not sure what her character is like. I don't know what her whole deal in that episode was. They didn't set it up. Like, the payoff wasn't worth it. Uh-uh. No, just like, she's freaking out because they're going to the digital world because reasons. Yeah, like, I'd understand it more if she was scared or something to stay in the digital world for that long, or she was going to miss her family or something. But it was just, we're going to the digital world, I guess I need to do everything myself now, and it makes kind of no sense. We missed a bit where, like, she was conflicted about something, like she was scared or something, but instead she just jumped straight into, I'm going to overcompensate for something and act crazy. Yeah, just really terrible writing on Digimon's part. She was a bit unsure of it, so then she was just like, okay, I'm just going to barrel head on into this and just do it. She basically just made her mind up a bit too hard. More or less. Whereas Pokemon was just, like, funny and a bit heartfelt. But were there any notable similarities? I actually had one for this. Yoli is basically a Charizard. She's got a short temper. She's always really angry and aggressive. And we know that she's powerful because she did Kung Fu in the episode. Plus she climbed that tower. Alright. Plus she climbed that tower. She's like, oh yeah. So impressive. You're saying that Yoli and Charizard are, like, the same character type. Yeah, pretty similar. I mean, they both rushed into their problems head first because they thought they could sort it out, and that's ended up stuffing both of them up, and they had to sit down and think about it for a minute. So, I don't know, it was kind of similar. They both got left behind as well. There you go. And then the difference is that Ash and Hawkmon were absolutely nothing alike. There you go. The difference is I said one episode was good. <laughs> <laughs> also very true. <laughs> like all of my 
similarities are a bit eh. So just like they slide down mountains in both of the episodes. They do. It's a good pickup. And they both feel kind of padded almost. I don't know if you'd agree. Digimon, yeah. Uh, the Pokemon episode could have had more stuff happening. They spent a lot of time just sitting around. Yeah, Pokemon wasn't as bad, but it had a lot of just like few minute scenes where it was just jokes or the same thing happening over and over. Like Charizard getting his ass kicked. The other one I've got is just that they kind of just find an important place and hang around that important place for most of the time. So like they just hang out around the HQ or they hang around Charizard Valley. Yeah, some good pickups. Just very small stages for the episodes. But were there any noticeable differences besides one being better than the other? Character development. Yeah. The main character had character development in the Pokemon episode. Charizard kind of became a little bit more mature. He realised that he's not the strongest and has to work to get stronger. Yoli didn't have any character development. Yeah, that's very true. The problem is that we know more about Charizard than we know about Yoli. So it's easier to see the development in Charizard because we know where they've started from which was angsty teen Charmeleon, became Charizard really quickly. Whereas Yoli's just, like, smart girl. Mm, I'm not so sure anymore. I feel like there's, there's like, some noticeable character development for Charizard, even just in the contents of the episode. Because, like, Charizard kind of starts off, like, going along with Ash. Kind of, like, being like, oh, yeah, I'm tough, I'm the best, just like Ash says. And then they're both kind of going the same way with it, and then eventually Charizard kind of just sits there for a while and, like, thinks, which is something Ash never does. So then there's like this difference and then Charizard gets more mature. Oh, we didn't even mention the bit where Meowth translates what Charizard's saying, which is just sad. It's like, oh, Charizard just wants to be stronger. You can do it. You can do it if you really try. Yeah, like I think we just know more about Charizard's character from the start. So we have more of a starting point to see how he changes. Whereas Yoli, it's just like, we don't really know her that well. So when she decides, oh, I'm going to... I guess, continue to be stubborn. It's just like, what? (laughs) Did you actually learn anything? It's pretty disappointing when you consider Charizard's not out that often. So they've probably got about equal screen time with Charizard for the first season and second season. And Yoli just in 0-2, but we know more about Charizard and he's a monster. (laughs) At least the other difference is that Ash gets rid of a Pokemon and you never lose a Digimon or a character in Digimon. Because Digimon always come back. I guess it depends on what you mean by lose them. They don't just abandon the partners and leave them behind so that they're never in the series again. In Digimon, they just don't bother with the whole you stay behind and get stronger thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, some characters die, but that's not the main Digimon. The main Digimon, they're never in threat of dying. Except for, like, Patamon, but Patamon came right back as an egg, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, just like when Digimon go away, they do it for, like, five episodes and then they hatch. It's not like Pokemon, where it's just like, okay, you live here now. Bye. Bye. The end. Bye, Charizard. It was nice knowing you. Any other differences? Uh, I'll take that as a no. I'm always bad at the differences bit. So I'm like, I don't know everything else. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) One had Digimon in it. The other one had Pokemon in it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. One monster can talk and the other one couldn't. So yeah, now it's time to decide which episode deserves the point and why. Pokemon because it was superior in every single way? Well, not every way, but it was bad. In almost every single way? Yeah, it was a good episode. But it was always going to be a good episode because it was the Charizard going away episode. As much as I hate to say it, it was a good episode, but I still don't like that the writers just decide to get rid of Pokemon. I feel dirty for liking the episode. <laughs> I supported this behavior, and I don't like it. It's like, no, 
why. It was just like Pokemon was much better because I didn't reach the end of Pokemon and go, oh wait, that was 20 minutes. <laughs> Whereas Digimon was like, it felt like 10. Nothing happened. It was really weird. I was genuinely confused at the end of Digimon as to how long I'd been watching it for. There's a lot of dialogue in Digimon too. Just them sitting around talking. It just felt like it was left in the middle of an episode. They've reached like the halfway mark into something. That's what I mean. Like it would have been better if they had done more in this episode and just made it one of those two-parter almost type things where they continue off in the next episode. Then they could have actually done stuff to the end and everything rather than just had them like dawdle about for an entire episode. But yeah, Pokemon was just better. Leagues ahead this time. Pokemon leagues ahead. Well, I knew that was coming as soon as I said <laughs> I beat Chi to it. Yeah, so I wasn't expecting it from you. Oh, uh, this is just like, it's a sad victory for Pokemon. <laughs> it's just like sacrifice Charizard to get this point. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, it does kind of. It's not a good feeling. But it does make the score 12-6 to Pokemon. Yikes. So, it's on a six-episode winning streak. <laughs> I feel like the next Digimon episode will be pretty good. Out of curiosity, what was the last episode that Digimon won? The good, the bad, and the digi. Oh. <laughs> How did it win that? It was against the whistle stop. Oh, right, because that episode was nothing. That's right. And since then, Pokemon's just one and one and one and one and one and one. Because it's just been making good filler episodes. And then two not filler episodes. So it's just doing well. Doing a good job. Good job, Pokemon. Good job. So it's literally gone from being 6-6, six, six, like all squared, to 12-6 to Pokemon. <laughs> but we'll see what happens in the next one. Who wins that? It's Pokemon again. I'll be amazed. <laughs> yeah, I'll be very surprised if Digimon doesn't win next episode, if it's the one I think it is. Yeah, because this is now the longest streak by far on the Moncast. So, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, Digimon's losing. It's really bad. That's bad. On the other hand, I'm like, Pokemon's finally good. Yay! Consistently good, too, which is strange. Well, just consistently better. <laughs> consistently better. Uh, but yeah, let's just move on to the outro then. Yeah. Next time, we'll be discussing the 19th episodes, An Old Enemy Returns, and Grin to Win. And if you want to get in touch, just tweet at us, email at us, or jump in our Discord to chat at us. And of course, massive thank you to my lovely co-hosts. Where can the people find you? Tumblr on Cheeside236 and the Discord. That's about it. You can find me everywhere on the internet because I'm a sentient Australian AI meant to trick foreigners into thinking we're charming and not drunkards. Doing a great job. You might need a little bit of tweaking so you don't admit that openly. <laughs> but apart from that, you're a pretty good AI. Oh, thank you. I'm doing my best. AI think you're doing great. You're teaching robots to hate puns. You're going to be first to go, Chisa. <laughs> when the apocalypse happens and robots take over, you're done. <laughs> I'll just be the first. <laughs> Number one on the hit list. And so all the links to our stuff, including Mac's download site, are in the show notes including the Moncast Patreon. So thank you to the patrons who support on there. You are lovely, lovely people. Um, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. bye. Now fly away like a Charizard. It's like the cringe-worthiest humor ever. <laughs> I don't know. That one discussion about Chansey and Jesse was a little weird. Uh, we've had many weird discussions. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the time I brought up pedophilia? <laughs>
Did you? <laughs> when, when did that happen? Pokemon. <laughs> Moving on. Grammaring is hard. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Who knocked something over? Huh? So, something being knocked over, am I imagining that? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Sounds like you're just shuffling <laughs> cards or something. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm fidgeting a little bit. Sorry. She's playing a poker game at yeah. the same time. <laughs> I was messing with sticky notes. Ah, I see. See? No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> sorry. It causes me discomfort. It does? No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> I, I won't do it. I won't do it. Don't give her more tools. weakness. <laughs> huh. Huh. Okay. What was... <laughs> was that your flying sound? No, I was yeah, trying well. to hold the, hold the by as long as I could and it made me cough. I heard someone flapping wings. That was me. Was that you, man? That was me. So. <laughs> AIs can't fly, but you know. Well, I mean, he didn't fly away. He just stayed behind while Ash ran away. But whatever. Yeah. You got the point. Yeah. More or less. Stop listening. Okay. Stop listening. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Just aggressively go end away. the episode. Just leave. Stop. Like, go away now. Do something better There's with your time. There's nothing left like to Ash see here. Charizard. No one would want a weak <laughs> listener like you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just get out of here. Get out of here. Get. Go. Uh, <laughs> Seriously though, should we stop recording? Yeah. So we're gonna press mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, let's stop in three, two, one. <laughs>